Hi, welcome to Heart of the Shelves. doing the monthly check-in well more like mid-month check-in this is part of our new episode and we're gonna be talking about multiple books on this episode rather than just one uh, one books like we usually do now that being said my name is Kara, and here we have sonali how are you doing sonali i'm doing great how are you you know, not so bad. I mean, things have been going pretty well. Everybody's getting vaccinated. So, you know, I'm pretty happy. And I've been really busy with like my other projects such as, oh, um, I haven't told you, I'm actually starting a new podcast with one of my friends. It's going to be called Comics and Boba. So I'm excited for that one. And aside from that, you know, just little tiny errands here and there. Yeah. What's going on with you? What's new? So I also got my first shot uh, last week and I have to wait two weeks to get my second shot. And then, of course, we have to wait a few weeks before we're considered fully vaccinated. But I'm excited to, you know, have summer and be vaccinated and hopefully be able to return to like kind of more normal life. Yeah, I wonder if schools are going to be opening up because I know for my university, we haven't really, well, they have not decided whether they're going to be in person or not. A lot of professors said that it may be, but then there are also a lot of professors that are like, no, it's not going to be. So who knows at this point, right? Uh, Hopefully things will get better. Would you rather be online at school or go in person? At this point, because I'm only going to have one class and my school is a little far away, I think I would like it to be online just for the convenience of it. But if I wasn't in that situation, then, you know, I would just just go be in person. Yeah, I think I appreciate not having to drive as much or being able to choose when you want to drive and not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So like I said earlier, we're going to be focusing on multiple books this time. Um, so the first book we're going to be focusing on is called Bookish and the Beast. The next one is Play Your Way Sane. The Bookish and the Beast is definitely a very, very lighter read. And I recommend it. I've if you have read like a very heavy book and then you still want to read more, but you know you can't handle uh, another heavy book because that's kind of what I, happened to me. I um I heard someone saying that like the light books are kind of like palate cleansers, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Like if you have like a bunch of books that are like heavier or um more like philosophical or something, kind of like the ones we've been reading, like The Kindness Lie was kind of heavier and so I guess this is like a palate cleanser that like refreshes your taste. Yes, I definitely agree because after The Kindest Lie, I was just not ready to read another heavy book. And so I was like, well, let's just pick out a randomly cute book or what I thought was a cute book. So what is this book about? Like I say, it is called The Bookish and the Beast by Ashley Poston. 
So if you know Ashley Poston's work, uh, she writes mostly YA, and this is part of her Once Upon a Con series. So this is the third book, and honestly, I did not know that it was part of the series until well after I finished, and so. I recommend you go read one and two first because that's what a lot of people are telling me to go back and read one and two. So I will have to do at some point. But basically, this、uh, was part of con series about this con universe. So you know they have this con called Isasacon. If you want to have a comparison, it's kind of like Comic Con or Anime Expo, whichever one you're more more familiar with. So we have these two characters, Rosie Thorne and Vance Rain. Oh, and then they have this pop reference called Starfield, which is very similar to you know Star Wars and Star Trek. But basically, we have this small town girl, Rosie Thorn, who is in her senior year, struggling with a few things like her college essay because she doesn't know what to write about. She is dealing with her mom's passing. She is dealing with you know this. High school boy that keeps harassing her to go to the homecoming dance, and then we have Vance Ray, who is a hotshot Hollywood star who got into a scandal, quite a bit of scandal, and he's just trying to lay low in this little small town. Also, if you have already guessed, this book is a retelling of Beauty and the Beast, hence Bookish and the Beast. So, how did they meet? Basically, she went into this what it looks like a empty home. There was a dog that ran into、uh, the home, and she was trying to rescue the dog. And in it, she found this library that is full of Starfield books and you know all these sci-fi fantasy books that she loves. And she was reading through them, and Vance kind of show out of nowhere, mainly because that's his house. And then now he's seeing a random girl in his house, and she got startled, and then she basically. Fell backward into the pool, and、uh, she ruined one of the first edition Starfield books with her. And this book is so so rare that that is gonna cost her like thousands to pay back. So to pay for the damages, they let her work in the library to categorize and catalog the books, and you know, and Vance is supposed to help her, but of course Vance. Has his guard up because he's this Hollywood star and he just doesn't want to trust anybody because all his life people have tipped off paparazzi one way or the other. So he's just you know he's just not a not a good place, not at a good place. And of course,、uh, Rosie would never do things like that, but still,、um, it is a struggle between the two. And you know, as any rom com, teenage rom com, have it. You know the ending, how it's going to end. I don't even need to spoil for you. This is a YA book, and this is a romance book, and it is a very light read. And you have a boy and a girl together having to work together. You can kind of see how it's going to end. I'm just gonna leave it at that for you guys. But yeah, that's a little bit of a summary of the book. I like it in a sense that it was a very light read. It was easy to understand, and even though I should have read one or two, I feel like it was okay reading as a standalone book. Like I didn't think that I needed to read one or two. So yeah. But we did hear that one books one and two might be even better than the third one. So、mm-hmm. might be worth checking out. 
Yeah, one of the critique that I had for this book was actually Poston didn't really go into the whole Isasakon universe as much. And then according to a few people that I talked to, she went onto it a lot more in the first and second book, which probably made it better. I do not know. What is Isasakon again? It's like a convention, kind of like Comic-Con, but in their universe, it's called Isasakon. It's oh. basically their version of Comic-Con. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I like it. Uh, it's fun to read, and uh, I would. And also, you know what's cool about this book is that it actually has like very diverse characters, such as Rosie's dad is bi, and and that was pretty cool. Rosie's friend herself is non-binary. They called themselves as they. And this book touches on quite a bit of issues. Actually, it touches on. You know the death of a family. It touches on the fandom of, like the sci-fi fandom, the pop culture, and also the harassment, like the consent. I mentioned it a little earlier that Rosie has this boy、uh, from high school that's like harassing her to take her to to the homecoming, and she kept saying no, and he kept. Pushing and pushing, be thinking that he will have his way. But guys, come on! Is that、on. the picture on the cover? There's um, the back cover has this guy outside the girl's window with the homecoming sign. Yep, that's him. Yep. So guys, consent is key. Ladies, remember consent is key. Okay. So, and then from Van's side, you know, you get to deal with low self-esteem. Just because you're a hot shot Hollywood superstar does not mean that you're not human. You mean you're Especially with Vance, he's just a teenager. He wants just he just wants to be a teenager at times, and then now you know with all the paparazzi around, how can you freely be anything? They everybody's judging you at every angle, and that's hard to do. So we get to see a little bit of character growth from Vance's side as well. So if you had to pick someone to play one of the characters, like an actor or actress, who do you pick? You know, I don't really know that many teen actors, but if I have to pick, Rosie is sort of a. I believe Rosie has like brown hair. The first person I'm thinking of right now is Olivia Rodrigo. She plays in High School Musical, the the series, and. A lot of her songs are like in the radio, so that's why I'm thinking of her right away. So maybe her, and then for the guy, you know, I don't really know because he. So in this book, the guy he's blonde hair, and you know, if the guy who plays Draco Malfoy was still younger and was still young,、hmm. like teenage boy, I would say him. I、Ooh. forgot his name. I think his name is Tom Felton. I don't know, but I like Draco Malfoy. So yeah. Well, are you planning to read the other two books at some point? Uh, I know a lot of people are telling me to go read them, but I actually try to shy away from the series because I don't really like reading the whole series. So I prefer standalone books a lot more. So、mm-hmm. most likely not. I think if I were to read a very very heavy book again, and I just need a palate cleanser, then、mm-hmm. maybe.、Um, but most likely not. Yeah, because you didn't even know it was part of a series, and you just read it.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure if I will、um, read the first but, two. But、uh, yeah, I guess if you were going to read the first two, it was kind of 
like working backwards you already know what happens at the end and now you're just like finding out what happened before mm-hmm. yeah but you know it's not like a it's not gonna be about them really is uh the previous character do make a a cameo in this book so like it's not like the first book oh, costs okay. the second book but it's most of the characters all kind of coexist in this universe that she created oh that is kind of cool what about other books i know there are a lot of other like young adult books about people who are gamers or um like theater nerds and things like that would you want to check out any of those yeah yeah i think so i would have to look into it i'm open for suggestions and recommendations i don't know so much about ya's um Mm -hmm. so i'm not sure what kind of books are out there but i'm open to suggestions yeah there were a few that i was looking at i don't remember what the names were okay so one of the books i was thinking of that i've been like meaning to read for a while but i just never got to it was one that a lot of people have been talking about actually it's called slay and it's by Brittany morris and it's by a black author too and then the other one was ready player one which is a few years old but it's also one that a lot of people were talking about i think i'm more likely to read ready player one and more a little bit more sci-fi books when it comes to ya mm-hmm. so let's move on to the next book So it's called The Play Your Way Say. Sonali, you read this one too. So I know this is a little different from the other books that we have read. Can you uh, explain a little bit about that? Yeah, so this isn't really a novel or anything. It's a book that another podcaster was doing. Through these podcasters, are these books drunk? And you know books and cocktails like they're my two favorite things so of course i'm like following this podcast and um they were reading this book for a bonus episode last week it was called um play your way sane and it's a collection of 120 exercises designed to alleviate stress and anxiety and things like that and it's kind of coming from people who know about improv And as someone who has always wanted to get into improv, but just never got to it, um, I was really excited to hear about this, especially because I've, I've been hearing a lot about, like, a lot of my friends, like, struggles with anxiety and stuff, and I was like, a positive approach to alleviating some of that sounds amazing. So... This book has all these exercises split up into, I think, like 11 lessons. So each lesson has a few exercises and they're all just really fun, like games. He kind of gamify, he's all about like gamifying your life. And um, a lot of the games just help you be more present. But here are some of my favorites. So the first one was called the compliment game. And or the compliment stew, maybe. But he talks about how a lot of times we kind of reserve our compliments and we don't give them out generously. And he says compliments should be given freely. 
So one challenge he has for us is that in every interaction we have with a person, we should give them a compliment. And I think that is something I want to start doing. It sounds like it might be a challenge for me because it's not something I naturally do. Yeah, you know what? I agree. I think it will be a little bit of a challenge for you because, <laughs> I mean, I've known you for a really long time. And, I mean, you do give compliments, but you don't give them freely, I would say. So, well, can you give me one freely now? <laughs> um, I, okay, yeah, I really like how uh, you've, like, initiated this podcast endeavor and um how you like kept us going and and we have like a really good structure oh thank you see that guys i'm good (laughs) anyway um yeah that's pretty cool you know so yeah in the in the podcast episode i was listening to from are these books drunk they did this like whole um round of compliments and i think they were kind of playing a game of like who could give the most compliments and that just sounded so fun and um, it was just like it created like this like positive atmosphere and and I was like I think I would want to try that with more people. The next one was pretend you're a damn alien and um, it kind of like it kind of is designed to address some of the like social anxiety some of us might have. Like, so sometimes I know when we used to have parties, now we nobody really has parties anymore, but like when we used to have parties, sometimes you might go into a place like that and have like social anxiety or something and or like be like self-conscious or something. But he says, just pretend you're an alien and it's like you're the earthling and everyone else is you're the alien and everyone else is earthlings and you're just trying to do whatever they do so if they walk slowly then you walk slowly and you're just appreciating how like different everyone is and I think that's helpful because then you're not like comparing yourself to them you're just you're noticing everything but you're not judging and um and then he does in other exercises he does address like what might happen if you do still have anxiety like some people they might just keep spiraling even though these games are designed to like address stress and stuff like there are times when that might not help and you might you might still have some of those thoughts and so in that case he says acknowledge that you're spiraling and then move on to something else like um if you're on a walk and you're like overthinking about weeds or something and you're paranoid you you have all these like invasive thoughts about weeds then you just acknowledge that you're overthinking about weeds and then start thinking about another start noticing another detail that's not about that which side would you say would be the most beneficial to you i think i'm excited about the game detective one where you gamify your daily life kind of so like for example I'm a big procrastinator these days especially with like staying at home and stuff like there are all these things on my to-do list but for some reason I just I look at the list of things I need to do and then I just don't do them and I think like oh I can do it later or something and it just a lot of times it just doesn't happen so I think like turning it to a game 
might be a fun way to tackle some of that stuff i yeah that sounds good yeah i have tried that tactic many times uh on various tasks and i would say it works because you're not thinking about the task anymore you're treating it as a game one of the scenarios i will use this tactic on will be like, like exercising i would just you know dance for five ten minutes to whatever song like dance cardio dance and- parties are also one of the exercises okay he says everyone should have one dance party every day <laughs> yeah so you know as long as you can improve your daily life however min- however means i go for it yeah some people can gamify it some people they just have to do to-do lists some people you know maybe compliments will work or many other ways i mean i'm open i'm open to hear them and then which exercise would do you think would be the least beneficial for you i think one of the ones i heard on the episode was stop and reflect i feel like that's something i already do maybe too much of so i feel like that's not something that i need in my life at this moment but for someone who doesn't need or for someone who doesn't already do that i think that could be helpful for them would you recommend this book to other people yeah, I think, um, like I was saying, it's just like a bunch of fun ways to address some of the anxiety and stuff that a lot of us have. And he talks about how it's definitely not a replacement for like therapy or anything, but um, it's just like ways that we can keep taking care of ourselves in addition to therapy, I think. So out of other self-help books, what the rating that you will give this book i liked it a lot so i would give it a five out of five he's also just really funny like at one point he says okay i'm making myself to be a total wackadoo but i'm just trying to let you know that you're not the only one and so the whole like point is that all these exercises are like really silly and crazy but that's the whole point kind of so you're being silly but that's what makes it fun and also like when you treat everything like a game then you don't have as much time to like overthink and stuff i definitely do like the gamify aspect of it i think it's fun it distracts you from other you know big major decisions that you have to make i mean you're still gonna have to make them but it gives you a little bit of a relief i at least that's what i think so that's pretty cool. Now that we talk about these three books, what are you reading right now at this moment? I'm still planning to finish Detroit Fairy Tales. And then we're also reading the book that we're doing for our like main episode of April. And that's called In Body I Trust. That one, it's also kind of a heavier read. So I'm glad that we had that heavy read combined with player way sane because in body i trust actually goes into anxiety and social anxiety and depression and eating disorders and i'm glad that we had that and then we also had all of these like possible solutions to some of those things yeah in body i trust is written by laura down and you know 
kind of like the Detroit fairy tale, um, she's also donating 10% of royalties on pre-orders to Project Heal, which is pretty cool. I don't know how I'm gonna be after I read it because it is gonna be a very heavy book. So, hey, maybe this is an opportunity to go back and read the first and two book of, of What's Upon a Con series. So that's what we're reading. And currently, in addition to that, I am also reading, well, I just started Black Buck. Um, hmm. It's a very popular book. And, you know, I just literally started. So I'm like a page in. So that's about it. Um, that one's going to take me a while to finish too because I have other stuff going on, like my school, my math books that I need to read. Black Buck is about a Starbucks barista? or Yeah, it's about a Starbucks um uh, barista who is also a salesman and just you know he just going through training of of being a salesman and then he's himself is only the only black person in the company so it's just it's just turmoil within his head um oh, that's okay it's just a turmoil at his home and at his work because he's facing the pressure of being the only black person from all sides and and you know he needs to hatch a plan to help other people of color to infiltrate American sales force so it's just it's a very funny book and it tackles racism and it tackles just how much younger generation need to you know, compete for their next break. That's definitely been one I've had on my list for a while. I'm not sure when I'll get to it, but I like how it has a a bunch of like facets of life that we don't hear about very often. Like we don't hear stories from the perspective of a Starbucks barista very often, especially a black Starbucks barista. And and the fact that we see like all of these different sides to his life is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it also kind of like you know to try fairy tale where we don't, uh, where we don't get to see like the other side of of Detroit, and it would be very interesting to read all that. It would be great to see all aspects. I think it will make us more well rounded, and and hopefully it influences us to think better. Um, not for other people, but for ourselves. So I'm looking forward to read the book. And, well, to finish the book, rather. Yeah. Well. And then I'll read it next, probably. Yes. Yes, I will lend the book to you. Well, that concludes our podcast episode. And uh, remember, the next episode is coming in two weeks. And it's going to be on Embody I Trust by Lauren Dow. And we are also available on YouTube and other platforms. We're also pretty involved on our Instagram as well. So if you see us on Instagram, just give us a follow. Like, you know, just give us a shout out wherever you can. And we definitely appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, here ends the episode and we will see you next time.